Osiris. live just lost bruce again i think i'm live i'm live uh just lost bruce so we're gonna wait for him to come on back in but uh tour closer bruce is back here we go that's that's just i don't know what's going on sometimes here with this you know it's fine (laughs) you know what they say podcasts (laughs) podcasts like no one's watching or listening nobody nobody (laughs) happened to be at the time yeah, um, well, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, we're starting now. <laughs> welcome back, dog. How you doing, Jumbo? Jumbo, my sweet uh, island muffin. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jumbo. Ah, uh. yeah. I didn't know we were speaking Podwater today, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I've been practicing. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm doing uh, all right. You know, we had a uh, <clears throat> had a pretty long weekend uh, this weekend in in Philadelphia, and uh, sure did. You know, a really big whole last week of winter tour to talk about a lot of goings on um you know just even of, a couple lot days of going so that's for yeah, sure a lot, of, a lot of things to go go ahead and talk about a lot of things to <laughs> chat about uh but first of all you know this is the wrap of of goose winter tour an epic winter tour that took them across the country um ej you're right philly was fire but i mean think about like one think about going west taking the west coast by storm for the first time ever headlining coming back across the US and just closing it out so strong I think 12 total new songs goose miss arena show what's more to love i don't know man i don't know other than a sweet island muffin you know just other like than the, a delicious just, sweet island muffin you know you're right moist moist yes. just kind of melting in your mouth the flavors just pop you know some you get that in pop. the islands they you season things differently down there you know it's just what you get <laughs> so we got a few weeks off till um we got a few weeks off until uh the guys are back for Asheville and Sweetwater in Atlanta. Hopefully, all of them can take a vacation. Maybe head to a foreign place, have a nice cold mojito. <laughs> Who doesn't love mojitos too? Who doesn't love right? a nice cold mojito? Yeah, maybe they it's can. Really sell much down better than a stone. Long Island, you know. Yeah, I'm, of course. Yeah. A strong island iced tea. You know, if it's um, domestic, I'm not sure I'm into it these days. <laughs> but you know, it's been great to hear people's thoughts on on 
all this music, the growth of the band, um, you know, we're, we're just, we're excited to see what comes next. And, and we also want to thank every single one of you for tuning in, um, giving us all this support because we have grown exponentially with listeners over the past couple months, um, on the Osiris network. Um, so I think I've all... even grown a few inches from the CBD oil to be the CBD honest. oil. Not, that's for sure. I'm not sure if there's just testosterone or HGH in there or something, but that's you know, I'm feeling good. Yeah. That stuff, that stuff's helped. Maybe it's the sketchers, the art, the arch fits give you an extra inch or two, but not that I'm concerned about my height, you know, sunset lake CBD shout out to the lake guys. Shout out to the lake. All right. So, um, before I get any more spicy today, let's dig into this music. Uh, but I do want to also mention, Ooh, uh, sugar maple, sugar maples, the new, um, Osiris show first fictional show. Um, oh, word. oh, yeah, that's right. That's featuring the second up. most we- savage person on the network, Fred Savage. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I just didn't get any retweets from Osiris this week. They were busy preparing for Sugar Maple, but that's all good. <laughs> um, so just a quick one. Shout out to our homies in the Funky Dogs Brass Band. They released some new music today. Um, Bruce, what are you doing this Thursday? Oh, this Thursday. Really excited um, about coming into the city. Going to get go check out eggy at mercury lounge i guess is that that's like the saint patrick's day show or or something but i think they're headlining that show mercury lounge really cool that's where we saw the 2019 um halloween shows from goose so like <clears throat> i'm really excited to go back there and check out eggy and see them rip that place up i love those little bar like venues um they really pack in and get sweaty Absolutely. you know it's really lounge cool. lounge like if you will <laughs> Much um, like a lounge. Shout out to John Caruso, our buddy in the chat. Congratulations on the new job. Uh, Ooh. Raleigh. Golf club. I, I don't know if you're real. Uh, <laughs> okay. So um, let's start out with Detroit. One. Mm. Eight Mile. Uh, Royal Oak. <laughs> Excellent Mixler stream. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they how they pulled that off, but that was one of the best mixlers I've ever heard. No, the mixler was was fantastic, um, and 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 that was another night where uh, you know a lot of fans were <laughs> scrambling, posting on the board, um, you know, just trying to find a stream, no matter who, no matter what. I mean, I don't know if Goose is just trying to fuck with people or what, trying to make this hard for everybody. Um, but it's fun to see the community so hyped up like that. You know, right. people were peppering every single social media forum that you can, asking for streams, and eventually we found one. Um, and this Tennessee Jed. Mixlr was so good, um, so, so, that, so and we good. really appreciate we appreciate it here, so we can actually have a show <laughs> on these days. So um, thanks to That's everybody right. who, who always uh, works the streams out. I really really appreciate it. You know, I do wonder like if it's hard for the band to kind of figure out which shows shows are worth it for them to stream. But judging by how many people were tur- tuning into fan led streams, whether it was video on Facebook or whatever, or if um, as Nick says, the Wi Fi didn't check out. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, as things continue, whether or not they're going to start working towards every night. Um, I don't know. Wi-Fi is still surprisingly bad in 2022. Who in 2022. You know? Absolutely. Who, who Absolutely. <laughs> it's almost like we're okay. Never mind. I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> no, um, no. So Ro- Royal Oak, Michigan, um, three, nine, starting out with born. Um, so Bourne's has already evolved since, it, the song was premiered this year. Um, what really stuck out to me, we get the normal song structure. We get to get our indie groove feel out. And then like they dove into this jam that really, really started to bounce into what was similar to uh 2001 jam. 
Right. Like a dancey jam. They seem to be able to get into, you know, something like you would maybe expect to hear out of one of those faster echoes or, you know, maybe a, an Arcadia where it's kind of boppy and, um, you know, you start bopping your head, start dancing around a little bit. And once they get in the jam section and they end up doing that like every time with, yep. with Born, yep. it seems like, Absolutely. you know, you get this really ambient sort of theatrical singing in the beginning. Um, and, and you get into that indie space, like you'd mentioned. And then, uh, and then yeah, they break into these dance jams. And this one's so very reminiscent of, uh, of 2001. And, um, and it was hot. I mean, geez, right, right away, they sounded sharp as a band. Born sure sounded did. great. And sure this did. jam sounded great, man. And, and, yep. and picking up the energy right away. Definitely. Definitely. So Born um, into SOS right there, like seamless transition. Why not dive right in? I like an early show SOS. Uh, yeah, as do I. And um, it just kind of was a sign early on too, coming out of that born um, that these guys were, you know, you know, coming, they wanted to play the heavy hitters, you know, and they wanted to uh, keep a certain level of energy and a certain vibe going, which SOS did perfectly well. It was like <clears throat> SOS wasn't jammed out like crazy, um, but it was, again, really sharp. Rick sounded excellent. You could tell he was on fire already tonight. Um, and he shredded this SOS. So you can, I'm, yeah, I have in the notes, my jealousy was mounting at this point. It was, I had a lot of friends out at the Michigan show. Um, I know better. I know not to miss Midwestern shows from goose. They just favor mm. that now to the mm -hmm. Northeast, I guess. Um, definitely. But so, <clears throat> um, you know, it was a bad idea not to, not to make these shows, but, uh, I was feeling it at that point. Definitely, definitely. And I think there's a good point in the chat here from Adam Renter, better than whoever said Coach Smokes Mids. We all knew that was true for years. Um, born and drip field are important <laughs> because the jam progressions have the potential to trigger meditation responses and people in attendance on the chance to let go. I think that point is very important. And that was something also yeah. that um, Stephen Hyden, shout out to Stephen Hyden, maybe a future guest, um, raised in the article um about goose being the next great american jam band whatever say what you want to say about the headline it was a great article um and steve hyden's good at dissecting lots of different types of music but he really dug into just how meditative this music can become just how a song can become a mantra <clears throat> yeah. and how it can and how it can become so exploratory and so i think that's what we're starting to see is so incredibly special about this derivative hambland that we're all following around is that not only is the song structure really incredible really good lyrics um you know really good accent really, really good, good accent on those lyrics. really good <laughs> island <laughs> authentic island accent it's like it's also authentic. Take me back, you know. You know? <laughs> I feel like I'm sipping on a mojito now. Just you should have seen it. these guys are playing in the sand. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's our home, that's our home turf is the sand, you know. Cancel I mean? mice canada. So, hmm. like, I think you know, but what we're seeing here is like these songs are catching on. Pop sensibility, pop sensibility. But also, we're digging into some good music. Maybe it peaks a little bit too much for you. Maybe they're not ready to let the jams grow all i know is that <laughs> two years ago the band did not sound like this and we're going to talk a little bit more about this later when we talk about factory fiction from saturday mm -hmm. uh but what one thing that i hadn't really ever heard from rick before was just being so insightful about how this band has grown and being patient in the jams mm -hmm. so hopefully mm -hmm. all you listeners out there can continue to be patient as this band that has only been around for less than eight years continues to grow Mm -hmm. I agree, uh, Jonathan. Jam band's derogatory term. We only go by indie groove here. <laughs> yeah. Did he just or say psych pop? 
Did you say the J word? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, mm, oh boy. We are only on for the third song of the first show of last week. Uh, we so are glad I started. <laughs> so glad I'm going back to therapy today. So, um, first set Life on the Shelf. Oh, speaking five, of therapy. Yes. Therapeutic life on the song. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, quick little five minutes gave everybody a chance to breathe. I won't make the Elf on the Shelf joke this week before. <laughs> What I'm mm. not sure is the greatest Rosewood Heart, but um, certainly a great <laughs> Rosewood Heart. Ah, well, at that time, uh, I was ex- I was very sure. You know, I was sure of this Rosewood Heart, and I mean, if you check my if you check the tweet history on Great Beyond or my account or potentially Greg's account, I don't even know where I'm tweeting from half the time these days. Um, <laughs> they want us, but to I was going to tweet. Hey, we want us to tweet. Um, so I tweeted that the Rosewood Heart was, you know, Chef's Kiss. Mm. It was, I mean, it had nothing to do with the Keith Blunt from Sunset Lake or the reasonably sized dab before that. But Mm -hmm. I knew like, you know, again, you're listening to this show and even with the life on the shelf, you just hear how they're playing and Mm -hmm. you can feel the energy. And then they get into Rosewood after life on the shelf, which was like, "Mm, could be a little slow. But I was like, I feel like they're going to take this one deep. They tend to with Rosewood. So that's not that surprising. But just with the way they were playing, I was definitely actually very excited and interested in hearing what this Rosewood was going to sound out, sound like. And I sort of got it. I thought they were wrapping it up two or three times during the Rosewood. Me too. Um, and that was how good kind of the jams were flowing. And I thought they'd gotten into a segment that was going to conclude their, you know, their jamming on that. And then they just found another segment and they found another riff or th- another theme and kept going. And all of them were quality. This is what's good when they have lo- good long jams, like the 10, 25, 19 Wilkesbury, all I need is that every section of that is really good in and of itself. And then they flow together. Well, and that's what was happening with this Rosewood. I didn't even realize how long it was either right. somewhere right. like 36 or 38 minutes or something like that. Um, yes. But- you're just too busy <laughs> tweeting. I'm high as a kite from the account. Oh, dude, I was super high. The ja- the dab was definitely really big. And then, and so it was just perfect, too, because I was like, yes, I knew they were going to go big. That's why I went big. I love it when a plan works out. Um, but so, you know, they really crushed that. Then they got into those echo teases in that. Um, you know what? I mean, I think, yeah, like Noah was saying, I still think it was the best Rosewood. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I feel like that Rosewood from South Farms is really good and long and beautiful in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. one keeps, I think, many different themes that are a little bit more energized than that. And that that's kind of why, um, you know, personally, I, I love it. Definitely. Definitely. And like, I would have thought that's the end of first set right there. But why not treat us to Seriously. 12 minutes and 45 seconds, seconds of Jeff Engborg? Oh, dude, when they played Jeff Engborg, I was like p- pretty pissed. I mean, I start, I can see that I'm starting to write notes in capital letters in our notes. <laughs> forgot about that. So, yeah, and all in Jeff Engborg, I'm just officially angry. Ugh, this Engborg is so good. Very angry. <laughs> Matt, so mad I needed to smoke more CBD. So, that was the, <laughs> those are my nice. notes for nice. the Engborg. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, all true. Bruce Bruce's general human response to um, positive stimuli is anger. <laughs> really perplexing. Come catch a show with us sometime. Um, but this Jeff Engwork was was fire. I mean, I think that was the third one of this winter thus far. And um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, throwback great blue track. Uh, God, I love when I get a push notification for credit karma mid you know, stream. Jeez. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that was good though. Two thumbs up. Uh, so. Yeah. 
going to get a 20-point boost, Greg. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. Experian, <laughs> Experian is all I truly know. Um, so, fire Jeff to, to finish it off. Stay tuned for Jeff Engberg Part 2, hopefully coming back um, or coming out this summer. Um, there mm. is a Part 2 that does exist. I got to see Jeff um, at Goosemiths in his Canadian tuxedo. He was talking about it. There he is. There he is. There's the guy. Oh, he's, he's in real. here. All right. Yeah, what's up, Jeff? Not just a jam song, folks. Play um, every show, I agree. <laughs> so set break, Bruce got a chance to dab uh and then dive into a seven two six, twenty minutes. Yeah. Which again, another one of those jams that you just get you just get into listening and you know you you know it's long. You just really forget how, how long ago it started, you know, how long mm-hmm. this was running. I did not think, you know, I knew this seven two six was was longer than normal. Um, but I was surprised also to see after the show that it was like a 20 minute, 20 minute section. Yep. It was so, it was really good. So yep. good. This is a bit, bit more blissful, you know, a little bit more of that meditative space. Shout out to Adam for the comment that's helping us through the show, you know? And, um, and so that was interesting, you know, but I, I thought that's a perfect spot for it. It had such a high energy, go, go, go. A lot of different themes, a lot of cool stuff you were doing in the first set. Open with a song that everybody really loves as far as a slower song. And then, and then, you know, take your time leading into, um, you know, Amadavan. Amadavan. <laughs> so set Bruce, two, spot two is crazy. I don't even want to say anything about this Madavan just because I think your, your, your write up of it is just so succinct. <laughs> <laughs> which, which one? The, oh my. OMG about to cry at home at this point, this show, Jesus. Yes, <laughs> that, that one. Uh, Keep going. Keep going. Uh, alternate album lyrics to F. Um, okay. And then Madhavan Jam quickly gets weird and spooky. Rick starts pulling them out of that space with a slick little riff. Ugh, this Madhavan is sick. Absolutely outrageous rocking up and down outro. Absolutely jaw-dropping. Just shaking my head here at home. You know, I was just like, because it's for me, and Amadavan had so much energy again. And I mean, and it was, and when they're into more rocking form, you know, straight up rock riffs and stuff, it's like, I, that's the kind of goods that I love. And then this mm-hmm. show has had it in spades the whole way. Yep. So it's like that, that was just, you know, my certification that this show is just, you know, definitely going to be a classic goose show um, in the sense of how, you know, some of my favorites, some of my old favorites, some of my bar favorites have been some of the O'Neill shows, some of the places um, like the Viva shows, the t- the ten eight the Bryak shows uh, Halloween yep. shows from 2018, um, you know, and 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 including the ones in July that they did for the first Awesome Powers. I know yep. they've done five Awesome Powers movies now, so you got to try to keep up. But um, the, the, awesome the Halloween Redux. shows <laughs> they just have this feel throughout the whole show that you know it's like it's it's just hitting. Every choice they're making is is good, and there's just nonstop energy and vibing going on. Um, and that's how the show was up to this point and all the way through this Madhavan, which was nasty. And, and straight into Dr. My Eyes. First time in a while, we got a little Jackson Brown in the mix. Yeah. And I mean, that's just a good, I mean, it, it's again, just how long these songs were and the places they were taking everybody. Dr. My Eyes was a good, good way to slow it down a little bit without slowing it down to a crawl. You yep. know, not something yep. super slow like this old C. Um, Still, though, that second set bumper that I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's just it. It just all depends on how that set is going already. But yep. it's necessary to an extent. It's just about what choice do you make there, and then how do you utilize that choice? They played a pretty standard "Doctor My Eyes," but that was like a good seven and a half minute, you know, reprise. Lets the band cool off a little bit, you know, yep. and then, um, and then Yeti, which I I did not expect to see that in the last spot on this set. 
Um, yeah, but was of just course, like, appropriating the uh, lifestyle of Himalayan cryptids that like to wear iPods. I know, you know, and people are always trying to invade their ignorant. privacy. Right. They're just a very private people. That's why you can't seem to find them, you know. Just in 1999, you can get the hell away. So, um, <laughs> excellent Yeti. Like, had to do it because that print was amazing. Who did the print? Do you know who did that print? The Yeti um, print? Yeah. Um, Darren Shock. Darren Shock. Darren Shock. On yeah. point. That yeah, was yeah. the gobbagool. Excuse me. Um, really, really good print. I, I actually kind of wish I got that one. I really love the image, you know, and obviously I don't buy prints for shows that I'm not at, um, but I thought the image was really cool. Something very different um, that you're going to see. And it's a, a print that's kind of agnostic of the shows to an extent. Um, yes. You know, you, you know, you, you could kind of, you could potentially purchase something like that if you didn't go. Um, but yeah, cool image. They, you know, they get some cool images, not always stuff that I would maybe hang myself, but um, they, they, they definitely try to get some different artists and some different images out there um, for the band rather than just like, a goose every time. <laughs> definitely, so. definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. Uh, any other songs played this show? What was the encore? Oh, um, hmm. you know, I don't know if I'm, I guess I can mention the name Butter Rum. Butter Rum. Um, oh my but, God. You know, just full disclaimer. This is a, P, this is a PG 13 show, you know? Yep. Um, so yep. we do get into For some sure. certain themes that not might everybody would be comfortable with. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Parental <laughs> advisory. <laughs> Hundred you know, proof. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel bad, right? You know, I feel naive because I was one of the people who always said, oh, I like butter rum, you know? And everybody's like, oh, I hate butter rum. And I was like, why, you know? And they're like, oh, duh, dude, now. So now I understand um, the, you know, the appropriation from the music. Um, and, you know, I I always loved the extraordinarily heavy accent um, yes, <laughs> that Rick sure. and Ben tried to put on every word that they sang in this. But yeah, now I realize absolutely. I was wrong in that, you know? Yeah. Um, you should have seen when they used to back in the day, before they used to do the shows on video, when they'd all wear like the fake dreads. Oh, yeah. They, Remember those days? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. You know, they'd come out in really island authentic uh, clothing as well. You know, yeah. and um, and really sell the sell the part. You know, and that's, that's how awesome. you always knew it was butter rum because they had to get off right. stage to really absolutely you know, get the whole uniform going. <laughs> so. Rick, yeah, remember when Rick asked me to borrow my dashiki, and I was like, "Wrong <laughs> continent, bro." Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, let's keep it going because we got a lot more to talk about. Um, so. Cleveland, Ohio, night two, or not night two, the next day. Um, <laughs> it felt like night two. Still feels like night two. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Um, this show was, was incredible as well. Mm, who uh, who they run into at the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Billy Strings? Oh, Billy Strings. That's um, funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in the, in the Jerry um exhibit of course um, yes this clearly. just had to happen there it was yep. very coincidental as we mm-hmm. all know extremely coincidental mm-hmm. um but yeah billy you know billy had a bus call that day after we uh talked about this a little bit at the shows on uh this weekend but um you know bus call with the band at four and um uh, being the professional that he is he left um it would be you know it was fortuitous that they did bump into each other because it would be very cool if they did get to do something together i would pr- much prefer in the future you know, something a little bit planned and maybe they get like, you know, three songs in um, right, or right. comes out for a full set or something like that. And then uh, they can really go to town, you know, give him an electric and really go to town on some things I think could, could be very fucking cool. So, you know, hopefully that does come to come to pass one of these days. But, you know, both band 
both the band and Billy are just so busy and have so much going on, you know, that um, it made sense that he just, you know, booked it to his show. Sarah, the epic <laughs> kiss between Billy and Rick didn't happen. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Um, can't confirm. No, can't no, confirm that know, at all. I um, kind of cracked a smile when we asked, you know, a little smirk. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, but really though, like uh, funny that I, it was, it was a fortuitous meeting too. None of that was planned. And I think, um, one of the, the, the other funny things just in this whole week as a whole is that Friday geese, the band was playing <laughs> in Philly. Um, and one of the managers, Matt Kalinsky and I stopped for a beer, sit down, look at the schedule, you know, at the spot and geese is playing that night. So unfortunately both bands were, were sound checking at the same time. We were trying to figure out getting both bands together for a goose geese photo. Cause why not break the internet again? Oh my god! Um, who needs a photo with geese when you got butter room? So it's too funny. Um, yeah, can't make this shit up. <laughs> um, so show starts pretty strong with the twenty-five minute tumble. Yeah, dude, and and um, I well, I do want to go back to this note because even though we mentioned it for the other show, dude, there, I just have to say, and I was talking to some people this past weekend in Philly about this. There was nothing like the vibe and energy on this Thursday night online on mm-hmm. Facebook and on Twitter, dude. It, people were buzzing like crazy and again trying to get a stream going yeah and yeah. no one could find a streamer not even a mix lr um we had a, a woman in uh el goose started to stream and then like seven minutes into the tumble had to go to the bathroom but which i was like that's a good choice because get it out of the way early you know what's yep. coming yep. um so yeah you know it was really funny so we're still everybody's still trying to kind of find these streams during all of this and uh and luckily she she was streaming so i did get to catch some of this tumble and even enough to say what a tumble already in the notes you know yep. um and then yep. that was around the time where somebody on the low, um, shout out to our good friend Byron, who always hooks me up with the streams. I need that, so shout out there. But um, hooked me up with the Twitch stream, mm-hmm. um, all the whales in me, or something like that. That account, and it was such an amazing quality stream, both from the video and audio. They were right up front, so we caught the rest of the tumble on that, and it was really incredible. Shout out to them. That was fucking awesome. We'll get into more of that later, but. That tumble Definitely. was wild. Definitely great tumble. And just like I, I love a strong start like that out of the gates. Absolutely. Um, into into writing a novel, Father John, Misty, <laughs> better ingredients, better better ingredients, better music, Father John. So um excellent, excellent. Kept it bouncing, kept it going, kept it going. Um, into Turn Clouds. So Turn Clouds is also another um um it's another like classic song in Goose's catalog. Classic. Um, that's kind of bounced around set lists. And I don't think it's necessarily found its home. It's so funny. There's a certain crew of non-existent internet people that really are begging for a shout out, but regulators unite. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, uh, just oh, but bou- Mike. Ooh, hot, hot mic, <laughs> uh, bouncing into, t- <laughs> it's, uh, bouncing right into turn clouds. Like <laughs> it hasn't found its exact spot in the goose set list, but I like it anywhere. Let us know in the chat. Um, where you like your turn clouds most? It's funny. We've talked about that before on this show and that spot here in this third, like, you know, middle of the first set kind of spot, um, kind of does work. And, you know, obviously everything's in within the context of the show itself, but you could tell already this, the way the band sounded and the energy that they were playing with, 
and the energy that they were using within the songs themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, this turn clouds fit right in really nicely. It almost gives yep. you like a little bit of a chill part to sing. And then, but it's just, it's just, you keep riding that same sort of energy. You keep dancing. Um, and then Peter sounded great on this one, you know, so you had a lot of upbeat piano um, stuff going on, whatever he does, slapping the keys. Um, and then now you finally get a slowdown, but it's with a song like Bob Don that, you know, doesn't, Slows it down in a way, but you know what's coming with the uh, solo from that every time. Absolutely. You know what? This is a pretty interesting stat right here. Adam Adam Kessler, 0 for 14 on Turn Clouds. you believe that? Wow. I was going to say before, Adam, that that's one that they play that's never really dropped out of regularity. It's always mm-hmm. been around every three, four, five shows. It's always coming out, you know, and it's and that's been that way for years. So it's pretty crazy. Wow. I also like Turn Clouds Encores. Um, Keith, I think it's Keith's over nine, too. Wow. Oh, this is wild. I'm, I'm stunned to see that. I wouldn't have come. thought anybody – ten shows, I would have thought you would have at least had to see Turn Clouds twice, to be honest. Like, right, I, right. So Got to come, come to more shows. Uh, that's it. Amy's right. Turn Clouds. <laughs> that's it. Turn Clouds. Turn Clouds. Um, Greg, we're looking forward to that. All of us, uh, turn clouds cover, make it happen. Um, so turn clouds, why not get a little bit? Whoa, everybody, like Every, everyone's I, missing turn clouds here. That's crazy, dude. Nobody whoa. getting turned, <laughs> nobody getting turned on a goose show. <laughs> hey, now I was missing you this weekend. Saw you, saw you on the rail. Amber, over 12. Amber, you probably just missed it because someone was chomping behind you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard, they might have played it. Yeah, they might have played You never know. So, um, Turn clouds, excellent. Bob Don follow up. Why not bring the energy a little bit higher? Right, Robert, Robert Donald. Then he brings it in the in the solo. You know, so mm-hmm. you get a little comp part while he's singing. He brings it up in the solo, and then um, Rockdale in a really good spot for me, in my opinion. Rockdale, and that Rockdale went deep too. Twenty five minutes. Twenty five like, minutes. You know, it gets into some low end, thick, slow funk, which I really like that note. And then I put very thick. You know, which so just goes to shit, and then coming out of the thick, <laughs> thick, yeah. um, thick, another another thick jam, huh? <laughs> yeah, thick and creamy. Um, and then you, <laughs> and then you get a uh, Getty dude. See, this is the great thing about this Twitch stream, um, and people are starting to find out about this Twitch stream. By the way, at this point, mm-hmm. um, but um, you don't make you too really much noise. Out. Really had a good sense of what Getty was doing behind the band on the lights. Maybe not from the up tops because it was right up front. Um, but he did this really cool, like once the jam gets out of this dancier space, starts getting more spooky, you know, getting that meditative trancier space, a little bit more of an indie vibe from the riffs that he's playing. You know, Getty mm-hmm. was doing these really cool, smoky, changing colors behind Rick and the rest of the band. I mean, and the thing about Getty is he's just being, he's just able to do like anything he's exploring his boundaries he really is dude it's you not know? just it's not just strobes and cool movement and beams and all that stuff laser nets are great i mean yeah he does he's been doing cool stuff with netting with the horizontal lights and the vertical lights coming across too um you can see on some cool photos of this stuff so um just just wild and then this rockdale you know you just heard such an excellent show the night before um, and they're playing some songs that they play a lot and they're playing big versions of them. And then you get to this Rockdale and you're like, yeah, they've been playing Rockdale a lot since it started to come out relatively regularly. They've had a lot of good versions of it. You know, can they get a better one? And this one is just nasty from front to back. Absolutely. Again, lots of different themes. You have from blissful to spooky and more proggy. Um, then it sounded like Peter was on a xylophone with some kind of effect he was doing. It was really fucking cool. 
Um, you know, and then they just go off um, at the end of Rocktail. I mean, this Rocktail is just classic. And I think now, you know, again, something I tweeted about early. <clears throat> Um, but other people too, you know, you still see it today. I saw Neil Landry, um, tweet, uh, just earlier about how good mm-hmm. that Rockdale was. And it's, it's really probably got to be the best Rockdale that they played up to this point. Absolutely. Um, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. What do they call it? Hasty takes. What is it, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that too, because most of the time my hasty takes have been takes that I haven't, I haven't changed in my right. mind. No, I'm not know? ever wrong. Yeah. I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I was wrong was about butter rum, you know, and I'm trying Absolutely. to trying to learn from my mistakes there. You're that. right. You're right. Uh, so <laughs> luckily this is our, our last live until the guys are back on the road. Bruce and I will be listening, learning and reading. Um, so we can really get a new perspective on butter rum. Um, <laughs> set to echo Barroso opener, 18 minutes. A lot of talk about echo, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of talk about echo. Yep. Another really good one, man. And it's another long jam that, I've always been, I've preached on this show before. I've preached it to people my entire life that mm-hmm. I just don't care about a long jam because I really haven't. Long, long boring jams are something I've always disliked in jam shows. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I find that there are a lot of boring ones. And like, you know, these are ones that just by the, whether they're changing the themes or whether it's just the pacing of the jam itself. I love that they lock into themes on long jams and stay there for mm-hmm. a while. I want to lock into something good. Um, that everybody's grooving to or everybody's vibing to, then stick with it for a little yep. while. Like I yep. love that about them. Um, you know, I love that about when the biscuits do that. Sorry if you don't. Um, but so that's you know one of the things I loved about this echo. And um, also I'm could you know I don't know what's more appropriate. Maybe the people in the chat might know fast echo or funk echo. You know, I've seen people calling it funk echo more now. Right, um, right. Don't, but either yeah. way, just they're, they're just crushing this new style of echo. All I know is I'm happy they're moving away from reggae echo. Gosh, <laughs> imagine. Um, <laughs> seamless transition into Into the Mist. Bruce, you love a good second set mist, don't you? Oh, God, dude. Always love the second set mist. Um, Ben's drumming was nasty on this one as well. And the whole, you know, whole band seemed to be firing on all cylinders these shows. But um, yeah, this one gets into this really cool, heavy bass beat um, in the end. Uh, I Oh, man. I just, after the rock, from Rockdale to the Echo to then this, I was just, you know, again, just shaking my head like, why did I go mm-hmm. to the Midwest? Just, I don't know. And I have to say, one, one thing about not having, like, band p- produced streams for these specific shows is listening to the mixlers and literally just kind of getting to experience it from the crowd. Um, there is a little bit something special. Like I do like to listen to taper recordings too, because the energy in these rooms was absolutely unmatched, unmatched. Um, yeah. Jesse as goose is a Midwest band. Like we knew that we were, yeah, Bruce and I were really flying have. to Covington, Kentucky in 2018. My parents were like, what are you doing? But that's you know. around the time, dude, when it was like, yo, mm-hmm. is this a Rust Belt, a Rust Belt band, or like Rust Belt Rust band? Or like, what, what uh. the hell? But that's where they they do they do go crazy out there in that area. Perfectly so plays like, Kenny Loggins, you know. Perfectly yeah. plays. Lo- I feel like there are some like <laughs> uh, there are some some counties and townships that have finally not outlawed <laughs> da- dancing anymore once Goose came through town. Really, really good to see. Really good to see. Oh my god, making a change. Uh, so into the mist. And then old man's boat. This one went. This one went deep too. And it, they always seem to um, a song. I was like, uh, you know, a little on the fence about when they came out with it. But um, you c- you couldn't go wrong with the jam section 
you know, the, the improvised section at all. Um, and I just have come around to this song a lot. Like this is another good way when they put it in a good spot that feels like it just works with the whole vibe that they're bringing for the whole show. Um, and you know, this was, again, this is like a time to cool people off a little bit in this set. Um, you know, this was well-placed and, uh, the guy sounded great. You know, this was another really heavy disco funky kind of vibe out of the, um, jam, um, tons of synth effects, you know, really cool lights, some use me teases. So this is, so this is when the jam, they're starting to do these use me teases. And I'm like, okay, so this is, that's, you know, they're just teasing this. Of course, they're not going to, they're not going to play it. This they're way. not going to do that. Yeah. They're not going to play this. So I took that as a no, you know, and then, uh, sure enough, they just start singing it. And, uh, I was just the funkiest use me too, that I think I've ever heard them play. And was mm -hmm. just, it was just nasty. So, mm -hmm. um, and so, a really welcome surprise as well. Last time played coach's wedding. Isn't that crazy? That is, man. But Which I just, just, yeah, that's why I just was like, they're never going to play this. Like, you know, yeah. it can't oh, be yeah. anything more than teases. But yeah, that was a, that was a show. Um, Got to use yeah, me. Ain't life grand. Um, funny thing about coach's wedding. It was on my birthday. Um, in 2019 October, um, yeah, October. our homie our, our homie doey joey dj i actually emceed the wedding last minute you know we had um and we had uh matt mcnulty and jeff on upright mcnulty on guitar playing yep. some you know music while we were in during like the hors d'oeuvres and and that that part of mingling at the wedding i don't know what it's called you know i'm never getting married but <laughs> yeah the mingling time. Time. time yeah i don't know what it yep. shows up as on people's like little schedule that's it but. 60 minutes of mingle time yep, yep. <laughs> mingle time oh <laughs> uh, you know what also is cool so we're we're moving past this old man's boat thing hold mm. on everybody but the stream we're thank you for mingling <laughs> One more time to go back to the stream. I was I was stunned. There were fifteen hundred people on this Twitch stream around, like you know, between Mist and this old and the old man's boat, and like um, between that whole second set, there was eleven 1 hundred to fifteen hundred people on a free Twitch stream. That's and that was incredible. how good. That's how good this, this stream was. People were right. tuning in. It was just like a free regular stream. It was insane. Um, I've never seen anything like that. So. Use me, 10 minutes, let's go deep. Then Dripfield, why not? Why not another half-hour jam? What a great way to end a set, too. And and I and I was like, I, bro, you know, I was a little upset because I was hoping to hear it in Philly. Um, but, man, the, these two shows were just so good. It's just, you know, to be expected that they were going to come out with a huge closer here for this. Um, yep. And Dripfield, yep. Dripfield just slaps. I think a lot of people in our in our friend groups and a lot of people agree this might be one of the best new songs that they've released out of a lot of great new songs. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I can't you know wait to continue to hear this throughout the year. Sounds like Joey Joey spinning tonight with residual groove. So oh, check right out. on! Check him out at Dunville's. Dunville's in Westport probably Tuesday. Hell, hell yeah! Grab yourself a, a slice of Naughty Dolphin pizza on the way. Um, <laughs> All right, so Dripfield, lit, 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 and then a little bit of Devo, seconds, uh, or Encore, uh, right before Jive Lee, yeah. featuring Which a is very, very special guest. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. I mean, I, it's like at that point, I was pretty confident he wasn't there. I mean, I had been pretty confident that he, even even if they were there or stayed there, that he might not hop in for a song, but, um, you know, it's felt like it could could happen, and um, they definitely felt the need to troll the fans here with this one a little bit. 
Um, and I thought it was hysterical, but yeah, get, get coach to come out on the rain stick for whip it of all songs. And, right. Right. Uh, it basically goes his version of Rick rolling people. And then, uh, rich rolling, rich rolling, <laughs> rich rolling, rich rolling. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and then Jive Lee. Yeah. Good way to end a show, you know, fuck it. High energy again, soul show. These whole two shows just kept the vibe going. Um, leading right into the Fillmore in Philadelphia to close out the the run. So, so um, let's take it to Philly. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Motown Philly back again. Boys tonight, <laughs> if you don't know. Um, so the Fillmore was was an incredible weekend. So good to see so many of all of you out there. Um, you know, it's pretty crazy to see just how many press requests, ticket requests. You know, we got for these last two shows because the past two weeks have been so like some of the best music Goose has ever played. Um, and you know, people like these rooms were, were packed to the brim. I probably sweat off five pounds, much needed, um, in there, but you know, sp- spent a lot of time on the Jersey turnpike on the turnpike on, um, oh, the fucking turnpike, the turnpike. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. It took me five hours to get to Philly on, Friday. That's right. I was yep. mad about that. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Biden was in town allegedly. So that's, you know, but the traffic was yeah. so bad. I don't know. Uh, but we got there. We did. And we were positive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh my God. I was absolutely pulsating with love and light, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You, you were it's pulsating. Unlike, sure. unlike, yeah. <laughs> unlike I usually pulsate. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had a show that we saw, and yep. of course, oh, coming out strong, opening with a drive. Drive's a pretty good, pretty good opener. Um, and this was a big one too. Mm-hmm. Looking at this, it looks about twenty-two minutes. Yep. Um, yep. So they just played a really excellent drive. Um, not all that long ago, last week, somewhere I forget. If anybody remembers, let me know. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a really, really good drive. Um, and they played drive a lot. Just to some extent, so it's hard to hard to you know play a standout one. I was a little surprised they were coming with Drive, yep. really, but it was really good, you know. And they were hit. They were still. You could tell they were still feeling some of the energy and vibe from the Midwest. Yep, absolutely. Into uh, I'm sorry, got a little bit of a sore throat after this weekend. DC Probably. Drive right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, got an earthly flu. Well, I've got <laughs> I've got a mild blood flu. It's not COVID though. Took my test this morning. So that's great. Um, okay, so post drive, Earthling or Alien? Um, you know, Earthling, I think, has become what it is. Unless, of course, yeah, I don't know. People are really super, <laughs> people are super critical of the song for some reason, and I just don't, I just don't get it per se. And when you want a band to have a variety of songs, it certainly fits in their catalog in a in a place and time. Yep. Uh, yep. And so I think it's kind of good in the first set like this. And I like the fact that they've, you know, I never had a problem with the call out sections. I thought those were fun and funny, but um, they've taken those kind of out of the mix um, and they've gotten some very cool jams out of this now. And some very cool versions of ERA when they're not doing that. So, um, you know, I like it, you know, and uh, they kept this one, however, relatively, uh, you know, on the shorter end for what they do with these to Mm -hmm. about 13 minutes. It was a really good one. Uh, and then Indian River, which I would nobody say, bats oh, an eye at that name, huh? 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, Indian River, Redbird. I, we seem to let the band get away with a lot. Uh, you know? Who's giving this these guys so much slack? <laughs> I, I'm not. I shouldn't be. Is it me? No, again, but I'm learning. We're so learning. Indian River, you know, I was really expecting a welcome to Delta. Out of that, they've been mm-hmm. playing it now a lot. And, of course, now that I'm at this show, they do not. Yep. Um, but, you know, you never go wrong hearing the OG Indian River. I'll always love that song. Um, they they really accent the lyrics well on that song as well. Um, and then Time to Flee, you know, a big Time to Flee. Another one that I was questioning, because just like Drive, you're, you've been playing this a bunch. You know, hard to have one that's another spectacular standout one. Yep. Um, but they managed to do that with this Time to Flee, too. Another really good Time to Flee. So, yeah, that was a good flea. And unfortunately, I, like, didn't really get to internalize it that much. I actually dropped my phone. The back of my phone case fell off from, like, the balcony. And I had to walk through the floor to get it. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. So that was cool. But it was um, – it was it – was, I heard it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Just making the way through that crowd, I was like, damn, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, um, that place was packed. Fillmore was rocking. Into a jive one where – I got back upstairs in time and that drive one was hot, hot. Yeah. Hot. And really unexpected to, for me in that place coming out of time to flee, but a really good spot for it. Um, yeah. They ripped that. And then, so now you're getting the energy back up from, from, from the beginning of the Indian river, you get the time to flee. Uh, that's a little slower first great jam drive one. And then capping it off with center man, I thought really, really made this set. You know yep. what it was like. I, I felt like they kept getting better with the set as it was going on, and I love this. I love their cover of Sinner Man. Such really an know. excellent, such an uh, excellent addition to to this catalog. So um, and I'm happy they waited on on debuting it. You know, Nina Simone, the audacity. Um, but I think I think it can. You know, Sinner Man can live in a small room. It can live in a big room, but massive, massive sound. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do enough here. It's like, let's give a shout out to Ben Atkin and Jeff Arevalo for being so locked in. Oh, yeah, dude. This And you could hear, you know, I know it, I've always thought this was bullshit. I'm sorry. But uh, you you could very well hear Jeff in uh, Fillmore. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it was just where our positioning was. You know, obviously, rooms like that, sound is always different. It's just one big square so you could be under the rectangular balconies or whatever in the back of the bar. So it sounds going to be different. But from my vantage point, this you could hear Jeff super clearly. And in those cases, you can really hear the times where him and Ben are complimenting one another when they're locking in. And, you know, yep. when Jeff is really Jeff is really giving Ben a foundation to work with in some cases. So, um, yeah, definitely shout out to those two guys who were really Absolutely. on fire for this whole week. Yep. Yep. And I think like one more thing on that. People don't realize how good. Jeff is on drums, like beyond just hand drums. He's such a good drummer on the kit, you know? So like listen to a jive too and really, really like listen with a critical ear, not just, you know, hopping on Twitter trends or anything. Uh, but obviously <laughs> Gong Gang, Gong Gang was in the building. Um, not not as much gong work this weekend from from Jeff as I probably would have liked, but you know. You know, yeah, this there were some all, highlights. This isn't all about me. You know, I like to have a collective <laughs> experience with people. Some yeah. things you like, some things you don't. Oh, well. Yeah. Set two, oh, pancakes. Well. <laughs> oh, well. Pancakes. <laughs> pancakes, big one. Big um, pancakes. Yep. Another pancakes that, you know, I really like. 
which doesn't usually happen to me, but I definitely had forgotten what song they even opened with. <laughs> and yep, and by, yep. by the time I was actually thinking about it, they led back into that closing riff of Pancakes, and I, and I recall. But that's just how, you know, it's new. Um, it's not something that's just totally locked in my, my mind now. Um, so I was like, wow, where did they even come from with this jam? Um, I don't know if it's my favorite Pancakes that I've listened to so far. I've really only played, played it's it been, how many times. There's been so many good ones, though. But they've had so many good ones. Something about this one I do recall really personally at the time liking quite a bit. So I'd have to go yeah. listen. But I really yeah. love this Pancakes and a great way to start second set. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So Slow Ready into Moby. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I stepped backstage and watched a little bit of the Yukon game. Oh, well, dude. So this was a great segment from Slow Ready into Moby. Um, and also it wasn't so ready. So, you know, what did yeah, I miss? It, what I missed. it's totally fair. But, yeah. um, but yeah, what you missed was, was hot. And, um, they would just, you know, were, they just were going big with the sound in the second set. I felt like the first set personally at the time, you know, was a little bit of a standard set, had some highlights. Um, but you know, they, you could tell they were kind of kicking it up a notch for set two. Um, and then I, so people have mixed feelings about this. I am, we haven't heard it in a while. Um, then they get into Ghostbusters rap, which really kind of shifts the energy a little bit. Set two. Oh um, yeah. Right. 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 And it's I an heard, upbeat yeah. song. Yeah. It's upbeat. And, um, they rap on it, which what again, made them think, wanna, like, what I don't want to get into that, think that they you know, could they, rap on it like that. You know, I just, somebody needs to talk to them about optics. A right. Little, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, you know, I find myself very cl- to be very close to rap culture. Um, so mm-hmm. I liked it, you know, and I love oh, the energy <laughs> that brings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell me so, more Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I always thought it was a welcome place and I, I really thought it popped too. I thought this was a better one that they've played as well. And, you know, I, I, I understand, right? Like it's, yeah. it's ghostbusters. Okay. Like right. I get it, right. but we can have fun. Yeah, right. That's one of the things that people don't seem to like is when the band has fun, any right. fun, and we've always had fun, like at bars and right. shit. We always have had jokes about yep. songs and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's not right. always meant to be, you know, the, the, uh, you know, something perfectly executed every single time. It's just meant to be fun, and um, they try different stuff, which is fun. Keep you on your toes. I was so, I was very surprised. To hear Ghostbusters rap, so you know that's kind of what I like. You know, then it's then it's right. a fun welcome surprise rather rather than saying you know, you know I could do without it. So, I, but I get it too. And like you said, it's well, Ghostbusters. But I think like they did 2019. They probably played it too much. Like, yeah. Imagine going to a show and hearing like Ghostbusters rap and hot hot hot. <laughs> <laughs> that used to happen. Too a many lot. jokes, maybe. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit too much fun there. But like, you know, yeah. come on, have a little fun. Everyone's capable of smiling here and there. Uh, um, and the fun stops. And we yeah, get the fun stops with the rise. Yeah. There, for all, yeah, there, everyone. There, now we're over. painting a beautiful indie picture again. There um, it is. Yep. <laughs> but a rise is great too. I was um, very impressed. This short, short track did not expect it to lead into hot take. <laughs> no, no, uh, but good move. Good move. The hot tea was great. You know, again, hot tea is another one that maybe we get a lot of. At least, you know, Greg and I have <laughs> gotten it a lot. Sure. Um, 
but you know, and I just thought set two was a really cool set. And I think they did try to step out of their boundaries a little bit compared to set one. So I was just happy with it. And I was happy they slayed that hot tee. You know, if you're going to play it, crush it. And they did. Right. Right. Sure did. And then creatures, Shamalama. I'm just going to let Bruce run down um, his conversation <laughs> with Rick after the show. Oh, so actually it was Trevor and Rick. Um, Trevor and so Rick. I get, <laughs> so sometimes it shows I like I get a, a joke in my head that uh, needs to be said to the band immediately. If I can get backstage to say it, get past Sam King, their tour manager who's trying to block me off. Um, so <laughs> I do manage to find a way and um, I say it to Trevor, but uh, he, you know, he does, he just looks at me blankly um, like I'm an idiot, which I am. And then I'm like, where's Rick at? So I go to this room where Rick's sitting, you know, talking business with DCani. Um, their manager and Baruch's back there looking at his phone, doing business stuff. There's some other people back there. I don't know what they don't matter. And then I come in, you know, and I'm looking at Rick and he's looking at me really like, you know, kind of almost sexually, but you know, that's another thing that they have it's a problem true. with. So, you know, it's the coming on to me is tough, but I, I see him, you know, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing back here? I'm like, well, I had something to say to you, but I guess you don't want to hear my advice. Uh, and he said, yeah. So I cut through all these people <laughs> And I'm like, nobody wants to hear a fucking 10 minute creatures and like a summon like for two <laughs> minutes just so you can sing a little bit at the end of creatures. True story. Dude. True story. And um, yeah, you know, I think he took the advice. And uh as he sh- as he would, I'm the one with the podcast, not him. Um, somebody's so gotta he, keep these guys grounded. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> somebody's gotta tell him what's up, you know. And I'm glad I did. Because yeah. then you could see the benefit of the advice in night two. In night two. That's the perfect segue right there. Night two. Um, they all lost sleep over Bruce's comment, and they came out with 24-minute all I need. Mm. And I My knew, faith. and I was like, you know what? This is why I coached them. You know, yes. um, I need to talk to them about optics. Obviously, we've talked about that. But yeah. uh, this is why I coached them. We'll be holding them a month-long seminar until they're back on the road. <laughs> and Greg and I have talked about all I need being – you know, we've had a, a, as much as we need of all I need, but um, to open up with this one in this way, you, I can't, I can't knock it. They, they knock this one out of a park, out of the park completely. Um, and then into California magic. Yeah. Okay. So um, we do, we owe night two to Bruce. There's Thank you, Kathleen Knight. Yeah. Oh, I do expect um, that everybody should treat me like that. <laughs> I, okay. So first things, all right. I won't hit on all I need as much. That was very powerful. <laughs> um, California magic too. Like, I don't know. I can't even say like, I, I don't even know how to, if I can say standard, it wasn't even standard. Like, it's like, I, this song is so new, but it sounds so good already. I know. And it fits so nicely after this huge, all I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a, it has a good vibe to it and good energy. I mean, again, that's what a lot of these new songs just, just carry, help them carry these vibes that they want to carry through an entire performance. Um, right. And this is a good one. And then, and then into another new one, Dr. Darkness, which is kind of the Bruce Robinson story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many prescriptions for CBD. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, that was a really good one. Dr. Darkness. Cause the CBD helps you sleep. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It was just a good choice again, keeping the vibe and the flow going, but then into a Redbird and new three new songs after All I Need, which they've been playing for so, so long. Pretty incredible, right? It's pretty incredible that people are talking about just how good this first set was. 
and it's three consecutive new songs. Doesn't happen that much, you know, when you're really just kind of working on new stuff. But um, Redbird, can we say that still? Um, I, I mean, we don't have any choice now, but I think it's good we're calling attention to it. Yes, okay. Yeah. Ted Bird, that works. Ted Bird. Ted Bird. Um, regardless, um, <laughs> apologies to the Freds out there. So <laughs> Redbird, I mean, this was it. Like that was that was that was what I was there for. Bruce, I, I'm so thankful to you for talking to them the night before the way that you did. I appreciate that, Greg and Kathleen, and and I do expect the same thanks from everybody on. El Goose and Facebook world. Um, Maybe they'll please, tag you in posts. Please take pity on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, you can tell there's a little bit of a different vibe and energy from these guys. They know they're closing out towards their last show. They're going, they're bringing it. Um, and I was really happy with that first set too, you know, with a lot of new songs that I'm still trying to feel out for, for myself. And, um, you know, Redbird really, really impressed me more than it even did at Goosemas on this night. Um, and then, so we get into set two and we get another new one with hunger site, which they had only played at Christmas. Almost and hunger 20 site minutes a, too. Yeah, dude. Hunger site was a highlight. And, and yep. it's like, I was yep. like, somebody was like, what song is this? And I'm like, I don't know. And then it was like, Oh, it must be hunger site. Cause right. I have no idea what else it could be. It carries that. It kind of has that drip field, a little bit of the same pacing to me as yep. the drip field. Um, so, you, you know, you, that connection in the album, which is going to be cool to hear through those first three songs. But um, yeah, it's it, it was fantastic. I'm loving Hunger Side too. Um, you know, although I do complain about being their publicist and not knowing anything about the band, I did get to listen to the album. The album's been done since April or May of last year. Um, this, this out, They've been sitting on this album for a while. And so... I remember hearing Hunger Site for the first time last summer and saying, like, this is their arena song. Yeah, it works. You know, Redbird works. Redbird works in an arena, too. Silver Rising works in an arena, too. Absolutely. Those cool vocal rounds and jams that they get into set such a, you know, again, going back to Adam's comment from before, that meditative, this this trancey vibe that you just, like, get locked into. You know, and 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 um, hunger sight, the pacing from hunger sight, the pacing from Dripfield gets you into a similar space in a different way, and it's just like that, I think just about all songs. this, all this works in an arena, unless of course yeah. you show up with a bad attitude. Um, <laughs> please forgive me. What would you think? Ten minutes? I, Ten minutes? I, I love it. I love this song. I love this album. Back in the day when I was in high school, I played this album out a lot in my car, and um. You know, so there's just a ton of good songs in this album, White Liner. And, um, but Please Forgive Me is a great one. And it's such an interesting cover for a band, you know, that's in the jam scene. Uh, I, I will hesitate to call them a jam band, uh, which is very nasty. Watch um, your mouth. So, Watch you your know, mouth. <laughs> indie groove, folk, pop. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Please Forgive Me was really nice, dude. I just love this song. So can't they can't go wrong with this one in my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this Arcadia... Ooh wee. Yeah. This set, dude. <laughs> this set yeah. is just already so ridiculous. And uh yeah, another big one, man. And I don't hesitate. They have confidence to pull out all I need and Arcadia and Drive and Modavon all of the time because they rip the shit out of them. And yep. Yep. um this Arcadia, not the longest or biggest ever, but extremely good, keeping up this crazy vibe and set to um and at Fish in the Sea, which is a fan favorite, one of my favorite covers that they do. 
Mm-hmm. Oh God, you just can't go wrong with this. Yeah, Rick had, Rick had to crack a light beer for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Collect, she stops in the middle. The of you. Yeah, yeah. Like Peter's I mean, got it going. I don't need to play right now. <laughs> it really, really like um, one of the thing about things about Arcadia and this fish in the sea, and even really this whole like of tour, is just how much how commanding Trevor's really been. You know, Trevor's like yeah. almost playing lead for a lot of these parts. I think I mentioned that last week. Yeah. Um, but also like great to hear fish in the sea first time in a while. Yep. Yep. Same for me as well. Um, and so it's just, you're just getting heavy hitter after heavy hitter in this set. Um, and I couldn't ask for more. And then like we had mentioned before with the, with the cooldown songs and, uh, I mentioned the bumper. Yeah. Yep. There's your bumper in the second set with this old C. Now I mentioned that other night, how Dr. My eyes kept it going in a, you know, a little bit more of an energetic fashion than this old scene would have potentially. But this set now has been so big up to this point. And you already have an hour of music up to this point. And so you get into this old C, which really was a much needed at this time, I think, big cool off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as soon as they get through the vocals, the the jam, you can already tell they're just like locked into a foundation for this jam. They're going to take this old seat for a ride. Yep. Um, yep. And I wasn't, they did that one at Floyd fest. And I, and I do, I do think it was very cool. The first really long, this old C that they jammed out. Um, I think I like the one at Fred Moore, but you know, it's like, I didn't, I wasn't that into that one um, to be honest. And this one, I was like, okay, so let's see where they go at this one. Um, and this one, I think I liked my, my, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't know why I have some really like, I have some holes in my mem- working memory from this weekend, but I certainly was lucid for Factory Fiction. That's okay. Um, I've been lying about most of this stuff, you know, just yeah. trying to keep the show going. We <laughs> weren't even there. Um, so Factory <laughs> Fiction, okay, I was trying to explain this to Rick after, but I don't think my speech was nearly as cogent as it is now. Mm. So Factory Fiction, we used to hear Factory Fiction back in the Vasudo days before Rick was a singer, when Matt Campbell would sing. Factory Fiction took on this amount of lore in the Goose community, which I love and appreciate. People have been chasing Factory Fiction for so long. It's a great song. It is such a great song. But go Factory Fiction on Saturday, first of all, I think. Um, I think. Go Factory Fiction. But I also think like, this factory fiction lived up to the lore of what people in this fan base have thought it was. And yeah, I haven't heard one that was as energetic and like slapping town since they were playing tiny Mexican restaurants wearing Bobby jorts in 2011. And I'm not saying that he used to play it better back then. I'm just saying there was a certain energy that I haven't felt watching these guys play in a very, very long time. And it was very, very special. And, and you mentioned that uh, mm-hmm. after the show that night, you mentioned and Rick, me. Rick was like, what are you talking about? Like we're way better than we used to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right, dude. Cool. Yeah, right. Talk yeah. to you after next tour. He was still um, a little burned by my advice. But, um, burnt but clouds. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little acid rain coming from those clouds so um <laughs> ooh, double entendre um nice. so literally dude that factory was sick and 
And I did get what you were saying when you mentioned it to me after. I didn't, I didn't notice it so much at the time, but mm. did notice how good it was. Um, but yeah, that's another song that talking about arena rock, man, and arena songs, dude, that, that absolutely bring down the house in an arena. And now again, because they make such a full sound and these big atmospheres out of these songs, yep. um, like we've been talking about with a lot of them these days, um, you know, that, that, that five piece band, Makes a lot of noise and, and and can really really fill out an entire venue with sound. So um, this is another one that that could show you that and showed you why I need to give advice to the band because otherwise Definitely. they might not have played a twenty three minute factory to close out this set, and then otherwise they might not have come out late. I I didn't know when they were going to have to stop playing, mm -hmm. um, but uh, coming out late with an arrow encore and i was like these they better take it big or i'm gonna be backstage like, i wasn't see i didn't actually i didn't know if they were even gonna be able to encore because i didn't know i like you know we I thought have, it was a 12 15 cutoff i thought it was a 12 15 as well they probably said 15 and like gave them till 30 but even so they went set two was almost two hours like an hour 42 so like to come back out at 1216, I thought maybe they'd play a 15-minute arrow max. Max. But why not dive in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, I'm, I'm still processing, I think. Um, still downloading. But tell us in the, in, in the chat what you thought about that arrow. I want to hear, hear some people's thoughts. I thought that was really real special. Yeah. He was definitely feeling it on Saturday. Rick was having a blast. Awesome. Um, and, you know, he – when he's in those moods and you could tell, I could tell on some of the streams from the last two weeks, you know, his hair is real long. He hasn't shaved. He's just like shaking his head around a lot up there. And he, he's just loose, man. And when he's loose like that, it, it, the whole band is there, you know, mm -hmm. night after night, the whole band is there and locked and loaded. And I think when, when Rick is really feeling his best, there's no, there's no, limit to what they can do in a show and the shows are always fire you know when they when they're like that um that arrow's Absolutely. great rick being more animated yeah i mean i mean his animation is not much <laughs> you know right exactly but yeah but you can tell right you can tell right. yeah oh look at the move look at it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wiped out after that second set it was a long second set for sure so that's it then huh that's winter tour I guess that's it, man. What a winter tour. The second leg of winter tour, especially, but the whole winter tour was incredible. Um, just playing different types of music. I think the first leg, you got to really see where they capped it off with Gooseman. You got to see the heavier indie vibes, all, get all the flavor from the new songs. They're really pushing themselves to try to play them every show. Um, and then they get a little break and then they step into the, the next leg of tour. Um, playing with this higher end energy, a little bit more like classic OG sort of goose style um, and still weaving in all these new songs in different ways, trying different yep. set placement. Um, yep. I, it's really like, I'm so pumped for summer <laughs> right Absolutely. now. You know? Absolutely. I mean, I can't wait for this summer. I am, I, I guess we may as well mention now um, this, this is going to be our last Tuesday for a few weeks until the guys are back on the road. Um, we still have bi-weekly episodes coming out. A whole bunch of dope guests will be on with us um, and a lot to talk about both with the band and their continuous improvement. Also may talk about some other bands that we know and love. Maybe Bruce and I will do a very special episode um, that digs in strictly to 90s R&B. Who knows? 
Stay tuned. Anything can really happen mm-hmm. on the Great Beyond. Bruce, um, do we have anything? Do you have anything handy to give away, or should we just give away a pair of tickets to Salvage Station? Oh, I mean, I do have some stuff, but the tickets. I mean, this is our last one for a little while. Let's give away. The Let's tickets. do tickets. Let's do tickets. Hell All right. Yeah. All right. So trivia question. You're going to answer it in the chat. In the chat. Don't email us. Answer in the chat. Don't leave yet, Kathy. If you want to win some tickets, I know you're going to hop on that bike and head down to salvage station in Asheville. So better see you down there, Kathy. <laughs> first time goose played resonance. They played three sets. One of those sets was a VIP set where they opened or they played right before the disco biscuit biscuits. Um, what was the first song they played that set? Oh, good question. First song they played that set first time at resonance. Let me know in the chat to, to get to salvage station on the line. Tickets are non-transferable. So I guess while people are looking for the answer, um, we can actually mention, I did see today, uh, Great Blue has, uh, I think, you know, which is Peter's original band, which some of these songs like Yeti uh, was originally played by Great Blue, Doc Brown, um, Pancakes. So his original band, um, they're going on tour for, I think, five shows, um, mostly in the Northeast. I think they have a Philly stop. Um, They have a stop in Rochester. Um, I believe a stop in Rhode Island. So, Definitely be on the lookout for those dates. I think just posted them today. Um, and check out his original band too. Um, just get a different feel for the sound and, and just where some of that stuff comes from. Um, ought to be cool. Uh, Boom. Got a winner too. Oh, uh, word. Keith, All right. Keith Martier, congratulations. No two rain, tickets, baby. Two tickets to Salvage Station. For all of you who guessed Creatures, good guess. But that was their late night set in 2019 at Resonance after a very loud intro from matt kalinsky a little extended <laughs> extended intro on that creature that was great but the reason why they played no rain is because their set was delayed due to rain um at resonance 18 second of three keith martyr love you man congrats congrats tickets. um so nice dig one. in read the steve hyden article um check out our boy sal digioya dropped an article the same day four thousand words on goose he worked on it for what felt like a year. Skip that church. Well, check out Sal's magazine. Again, a huge, huge thank you to each one of my sweet island muffins here for tuning in. We're excited to see where this uh, takes us next. So, Bruce. I would just say for everybody, watch your phrasing. Okay. You know, try to be mindful of that. Try to be mindful. Try to be mindful. <laughs> um, so, until next time. Hop on a ride with us on the pathway to the great beyond. Thanks, everybody. Osiris.